Welcome to the Travel Like a Boss podcast, the radio show all about traveling like a boss by being your own boss. Stay tuned for weekly interviews featuring guests that have built their own online businesses. If you would like to have access to our entire back catalog, visit travellikeabosspodcast.com for instant access. And here's your host, Johnny SD. Hey everyone, this is Johnny and welcome to episode 74 of the Travel Like a Boss podcast. I'm here with the owner of CoSpace and Copenhagen, Charlie. Hey, welcome to the show. Thanks, Johnny. Thanks for having me. We are so excited to announce an opportunity for, for everyone that I wish had existed when I first got into into this kind of digital nomad lifestyle, this location pinnant lifestyle. And for you lucky listeners, really, it, it's really going to change your life. Um, but first, uh, tell me about CoSpace. What, why did you start it? Um, I think the reason we saw we wanted to start CoSpace was, one, because we felt there was a need there. But secondly, I think on a, on a personal note, I felt like I'm really excited what's happening with the whole online business. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about what I feel like it's... Uh, like paradigm shift, man. You know, this this is something new and innovative. I think what people are doing, it's interesting. There's a lot of talented people out there traveling, and I just kind of wanted to be next to it. So that's cool. Yeah. And so you were you were born in the U.S. Was it? Yes, I'm born in California. Okay, and but you part Thai? I'm half my father's Thai and my mother's from Mexico. All right. So that's the yeah. perfect combination of for what for spicy food. <laughs> yeah, for spicy food. But it's it's awesome that you're able to actually have a business in Thailand. You can speak some Thai. You have you know your citizenship here. Yeah. And it makes it. I, I wish I had that. Yeah. I mean, you know, I didn't grow up Thai, so um, I, I grew up in, in California and actually a lot closer to sort of to the, the Mexican heritage of my upbringing, but. You know, I always knew that I was Thai, and I always knew that I wanted to kind of ex- explore that. Mm-hmm. You know, so when I finally got here, yeah, I, w- I was I was already grown, you know, in university and stuff, and I was like, oh man, is this what Thailand's about? I, I want to be here. I want to get here. So I, that's what I did. I just right after uni, I just figured out how I was gonna stay. What's crazy is my my child my favorite childhood memory was. I was, uh, I was, I don't know, 12 or something, and I spent the summer in Taiwan, yeah. which some people confuse with Thailand, <laughs> even yeah, it's a right. different, yeah. different island, different country. But it was kind of a similar lifestyle. I was in you know, the small farm town of you know, my aunt's and uncle's house in Taiwan, right. and so much freedom. You could just walk everywhere, you could take your bicycle everywhere. Yeah. It was, everything was easy, you know? Yeah. And I loved it. And I remember, I was probably younger than 12 because I was kicking and crying and screaming because I did not want to leave. Yeah. I was, for the first time in my, my life, I felt that freedom and I was yeah. genuinely happy. Yeah. And I remember having a coconut, you know, a fresh coconut off the tree. And it was so good. It was the most delicious thing ever. Yeah. And I remember when they cut it in half to eat the meat, yeah. I had like one piece of like, you know, the best thing I've ever had in my life. And, you know, the coconuts are, you know, it's a gamble. It's like a lottery ticket. Yeah, sometimes right. they're yeah. good, sometimes they're not good. Yeah. Mine didn't have any meat, but everyone else's did. So yeah. I had one bite of someone else's, and I said to my dad, I was like, can you, can you get me one of those? Yeah. And he's like, no, don't, you know, don't bother, you know, uncle. They, they sell these. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I really want it. Yeah. And he's like, no, don't bother them. Yeah. Went back to America, didn't have another coconut for like 10 years. <laughs> Dreaming about that. Yeah, coconut. but yeah. now I have it every day. For sure. Well, you know, I mean, I think it's all the rage in, in the States right now, like coconut milk and the health benefits because talk about the electrolytes. It's mm-hmm. the natural electrolytes. So. Great healthy fat. It's, yeah. it's super good for yeah, you. Yeah, super good for you. So, yeah, I actually have them probably once a day as well. I so, love it. Yeah, especially on the island, Kobangan and Kosamui. That's what it's known for. I don't mm-hmm. know if you know that. It's a big coconut um, farming industry there. So we have a lot of fresh coconuts. So for those who haven't been to Kopenyang or don't know anything about it, it's on the east coast of Thailand. Uh, there's three islands there. It's Koh Tao, yeah. uh, which is known for the scuba diving and kind of the backpacker scene. Yeah. Uh, and then there's also Koh Samoy, which is more of a kind of an upscale market. Iron, more yeah. families. uh you know, what kind of well, it has the airport, so it's probably the biggest of the islands, and there's just a lot more um, industry there. They have actually they have they just opened this last year, a central shopping mall. So it's just huge shopping malls there, and 
and they have uh, you know they have a lot of things. It doesn't really resonate with me because I kind of like to be a little bit more I don't know um, off the beaten track. Not that Kobangan is off the beaten track anymore, but back when I first got there, you know, 12 years ago or whatever it was, it was, and and it still has that about it. I mean. There's no McDonald's there. There's no. Um, we have a lot of Seven Elevens, but there's no. There's no major branded hotels. Like there's no Holiday Inn or there's none of those things. So. Um, I think there's a tiny Holiday Inn, is there? Like it's no. There's a Best Western. Is that what it is? Best okay. Western, yeah. But, but it's like a motel style. It's not a big yeah, resort or anything. No. Um, I don't know if you know what a a yaw yak is. Um, a yaw yak is like these big giants. Uh, that they'll be at like Thai temples. Okay. And a yaw yak is meant to like protect. They're really ugly looking. They have fangs, and, uh-huh. but they're meant to protect the temple from you know, like bad spirits or whatever. And uh, when you talk about Kopangan, uh, I guess full moon party. That's the main, the thing everybody knows about Kopangan, and they, they either want to go there because of that. Because it's sort of been a rite of passage, or they say, "Oh, I don't want to go to Kobangan because full moon party," um, and you we get both of those things. But but full moon has been sort of our yaw yak. Mm-hmm. It's been our you know it's kind of scared away um, like big developers and um, McDonald's maybe and all those people. So in a way, it's kind of been kind of good in a in, in, a, in a sort of a, a weird, strange kind of way. I never thought of it that way, but that's actually pretty pretty cool to think of it like yeah. that. And I can see why, it, like the bigger developers haven't gone in, because yeah. to them it's kind of like, well, a ton of people come for this hedonistic party, yeah. and it's an awesome party. If you're in your twenties yeah. and you want you know you want to go to the best party in the world, on go, the beach, go yeah, go to the full moon party. And I personally like it. I, you know, I really enjoy. It. I've been a bunch of times. Well, it has a. It's. I mean. <laughs> If you've ever been and you've experienced, amazing. It, it, you know, like my first full moon party, like was crazy. It was like you know we painted ourselves all up with tons of paint, and we went around and we just we did Congo lines. <laughs> we, you know, you party till the sun comes up. It is an amazing thing on the beach. But I mean, over the years, it's got a it's got a sort of a bad name to it because you know the local people they don't have they don't have enough security there for one thing. And the U.S. government got involved with the Full Moon Party about 10 years ago. And they came over and they made all these recommendations to the government, local government in Kobangan. They said, look, you guys got to change this. There's just way too many psychedelic drugs here. There's way too much marijuana. There's way... So they, they kind of like, um, yeah, they kind of painted that with a, like an evil paintbrush. Mm-hmm. And then they said, yeah, but alcohol is cool. And then the ties were like, okay. And then they went like full bore with the alcohol. And they started selling alcohol in buckets. Oh, so it wasn't in buckets before that. It wasn't in buckets. It was because the U.S. government. Yeah, they got involved. I wonder who the first person to decide to use buckets was. You know what? That's probably a good question. That I never thought about. And I don't really know where that kind of comes from. But they really started pushing the buckets. And that really changed the party. Because mm-hmm. before that, the party was like more of a, I don't know, it had more of like a an old 60s love. Hippie vibe, hippie I guess, vibe. yeah. You know, everyone was kind of tripping. And, you know, and then it went from that to like full like rage. Rage, yeah. you know. And, and it got a lot more aggressive and, you know, it just, it, it's still cool. But like you go to the full moon party between 2 o'clock and 5 in the morning and it's like a freaking disaster zone. And it's insane, yeah. You need to get out. Okay. But here's a, a tip for everyone, especially yeah. if you're like, let's say you want to go to the best party in the world, but yeah. you don't want too much craziness. Yeah. What I would suggest is get there two days early. Yeah. And go to the parties the night before. Well, man, that's a that's a big tip. That's what locals do. Like, you know, you party like two or three days before full moon, and it's awesome. It's the best. You could just it's, let loose. It's, it's the you same venue. Go, yeah. It's the same DJs. Yeah. It's the same everything. Yeah. Right? yeah. Same moon. Yeah. And and just it's just not that many people. Just less people, and the people that are there are they're not there just for a few hours for the party. Right. They're there. You know, they're staying there. Yeah. Because I think one of the reasons why the actual full moon is crazy and has gotten crazy over the years. Yeah. 
is the amount of people who just take the ferry over to From party Zimui and they just rage and then yeah. they just jump back out yeah and they they're not even allowed to go back until 7 a.m because yeah. that's when the next ferry leaves yeah. so they are already planning to to get as messed up as possible yeah. and stay up until yeah, 7 a.m that's, that's right and but, they get wasted man yeah but the parties the two nights before the people that are like, oh yeah let's go there a few days early let's stay on the island let's go uh, you know let's explore the island a bit let's go scuba diving let's hang on the beach and then at night let's go out for a couple of drinks yeah but once they get there they're like oh wow this is so fun that's cool yeah you know you're, you got this show travel like a boss we should have we should start another one like party like a pro mm-hmm. because that's exactly what professional party guy does you know he he doesn't get right in the middle of fumu party and go nuts because there's just way too many elements way too many variables there but what he'll do is like some guys will come they won't even go to the full moon party until five in the morning. Okay. Get this, right? So you get there at five in the morning, it's nighttime. It's, you know, you still got the kind of vibe. Anybody who is like totally wasted is like dust now, mm-hmm. right? And then you get the sunrise and the party goes on all to the next night. Yeah. So, you know, that's like, you know, like if you're into parties, that's kind of. Like I've actually weird. done that once yeah. where. I went to bed at like midnight yeah. on the full moon. I was like, all right, I'm, I'm just going to go for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get too crazy. Because the nights before, I went all night. Mm-hmm. And I went to sleep at midnight. Mm-hmm. And then at about like 5.30 in the morning, I woke up. And I was like, you know what? Yeah. Let me go watch the sunrise. Yeah. And it was beautiful. And there's yeah. people there hanging out, still dancing. Yeah. And uh, and then I was clean, sat showered. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. slept. And it was so weird. But it was, it was a very enjoyable experience. Yeah. I mean, I tell people to do that. But anybody who's been to like who's there for the first time there's just no way they could sleep through that you know there's no way they could sleep knowing that there's freaking thousands of people out there just getting their rage on yeah but what's so what's nice about Copenhagen is you have this awesome world class party yeah. every single month every month yeah but you also have this giant island where kind of the rest of it is very very secluded exactly I mean there's a couple of things I mean we're talking about um a secluded island you, you got as soon as party people leave which they just leave that most of them probably 80% leave that night or that next morning um, but the majority of the people are only sticking around for three days that are like the full party full moon guys um, the rest of the whole month the island is like we got the island to ourselves which is awesome because it's just like if we had that party there and it was like all the time that would that would just make us go insane. Yeah. But you got it for three days where it's really kind of like full intense and then everybody takes off and then it's like quiet again and you kind of get, you know, you get your island back. But, you know, you also got to remember that Full Moon Beach is about a 700 meter beach. And that's where all the action is on that whole beach. But we have probably 30 beaches mm-hmm. around the whole island. So, like, if you wanted to skip out on Full Moon, you just go you know to another side of the island and you, you don't even feel it at all yeah so definitely 100% it's I like that it's there and yeah. you can go to it if you want to yeah. and if you want to avoid it you can yeah and for most of the month you it's not there anyways yeah. but um there's also a big kind of yoga and health scene on Copenhagen as well yeah that's right um I mean if you think about it like the yin and yang symbol mm-hmm um, that's kind of the way I look at um, Copangan because on one side it is like full business and party and all that. That's sort of a, the yang part. And then the yin is the um, the yoga that they have. And they have one of, a lot of people don't know, they have one of the best vipassana places for um, silent meditation there. I actually Amazing. heard that. Yeah. I was, I did the vipassana in, I think in Saratani. Right. For 10 days. Yeah. I don't think I've ever talked about this on the podcast, but yeah, I went on a 10-day silent meditation, yeah. which for me is... Silent meditation, right? Very different. I like, I talk, <laughs> you guys know, I talk a lot. Yeah. 10 days, didn't talk to anyone. Yeah. Didn't read, didn't listen yeah. to music, didn't, didn't do anything for 10 days. And How did it affect you? It changed my life. It really yeah, did. Sure. Uh, my, one of my goals is actually to be able to have my, my businesses so passive and so automated yeah. that I can leave again for 10 days and not worry about it. Yeah. And that's a, when I think about it, it's like, it's, it's a big goal yeah, because cool, even though everything I do is semi-passive, yeah. if I leave for like two days and don't answer my email, people it are like, gets what happened? Yeah. <laughs> Where did you, did you quit? What happened? Did you die? What's going on? Yeah. So that, those were a nice, a nice 10 days. And the, the monk there, 
they actually recommended yeah. to do the one in Copenhagen. Okay, yeah, cool. I get that from so many people when I talk about um, vipassana and I talk about silent meditation. Um, you know, I think what people do is they get to their their root feeling. They get down to their like what their real goals are, what their real ambitions are, what their what they really want to do in their life. I think that's what mostly kind of comes out. Um, I was just with the um, guys from Bangkok Float who have the separate, the, excuse me, what is that? The, the deprivation. Oh, the, the um, sensory deprivation. Sensory deprivation. Yeah, yeah. And he said the same thing. He said he was in, um, up here in Chiang Mai, actually, at the Vipassana, and during that time, he figured out what he really wanted to do in his life. And he was going in a t- totally other direction. He was a programmer. He was working for a hospital doing their um, software. And then he just decided that from that, he, he kind of felt his heart or whatever. You know, he got to his nitty gritty. And then he, he changed the direction of his life. And he went and he started doing that. And I think that's key, man. Especially for if you're, if you're younger, you know, and you want to really figure out, like, which direction to go in your life. It's key to do something like that because had I known to do that at a real younger, uh, you know, a lot younger age, you know, I don't know. Maybe I would have still been on this same path. I'm pretty comfortable where I am, but you know, you, you just it just gives you perspective. I think most people don't ever have ten days to think. Well, I think they don't think they do. Yeah, but I, I think in actuality, everybody does. It's really worth it. And the thing is, I mean, technically, you can do a lot of this soul searching at home by yourself. And you're, you know, actually, the first time I heard about it, I was like, oh, why can't you just do that in your backyard, right? And technically, I guess you could do a lot of it. Yeah. But it's so different when you're there. You have 30 or 50 other people also in silence. Yeah. Uh, The little things that they had you do, my favorite was the chores. All right. (laughs) Where mine was to rake leaves. Right, yeah. And... I got so much out of that, to yeah. be honest. Just, you know, spending two hours a day doing some kind of manual labor and yeah. having time to either think about nothing yeah. or to kind of just... So I actually kind of cheated a little bit. Yeah. Uh, you're supposed to think about nothing. You know, so you're supposed to... Well, I think you're supposed to... Yeah, you're, you're supposed to be mindful of what you're doing, mm-hmm. right? So that's that's kind of the same thing of thinking of nothing, but like you're right. I guess I'm just explaining it in a way that... Whatever you're doing, you're just like fully engaged, fully aware of what you're, you're doing. In your case, raking leaves, so mm-hmm. you're just totally in the mindset. And I think when I was actually doing the chore, I was doing that. Yeah. But doing the, the sitting meditation, yeah. instead of just meditating and having a blank mind, right. I did that for the first three days and I actually got a lot out of it. So yeah. that I actually do recommend people do. Yeah. But after about three, four, five days, I was like, okay, I'm like... I've gotten like 80% of the the benefit. What else can I do with this time? And I had decided to try to figure out when, like what happiness is and when I was the most happy. Yeah. So I, I asked, you know, I tried to think back when was the first moment I can remember where I was happy. Yeah. Then what was the second moment? Yeah. Then what was the third? Yeah. And I ended up in those next seven days playing back my entire life of just all the happy parts of just the happy parts oh, that's awesome that must have been pretty funny and it was good yeah. <laughs> but well one of the things I learned from it was it was very easy to think to remember yeah. the unhappy the, the bad moments where you were like angry oh wait a minute so you you thought of the happy parts and but then, things would creep up right oh, so you got you were yeah okay and then you have to tell your brain like okay forget that you go back to the happy parts <laughs> yes, I want to see in the happy side because you know it's it, you can't just think of the happy ones you have to yeah. think of like all life events where yeah, where was right. I this year what was I doing together, right? yeah. and the moments that I was angry or unhappy yeah. man I can play it back vividly like a 3D movie like it was yesterday yeah the stupidest things to like the lady who took my parking spot. Yeah, that's the thing that just pissed you off. You and know? that we had this argument and... And it just went out of control. Yeah, out. and I'm like, why? Like, why do I even remember that? <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. nothing happened from it. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't like, I don't remember who she is. Yeah. Like, I, I got my spot. That she left, you know? <laughs> but why was I able to remember that so vividly when I could not think of, let's say, my birthday or the day my niece was born or like my graduation? Yeah, yeah. 
just something that stuck with you. Um, you know, I, I think that's one of the things that meditation has done for me is that, like, with the angry parts, for example, you know, maybe something that could have could potentially spin out of control. Well, I'll just be like, you know what? This is not worth it. I'm just gonna chill right here. I'm just gonna relax. And you know, whereas maybe when I was younger, I would be like. I'll take it to Octagon 10, you know, <laughs> like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, let's do this, you know, but now I just will back up and I'll just say, you know what, I'm going to just see what happens if I do nothing. Yeah. You know, I just chill on this, then what's going to happen? And nine times out of 10 or even probably more, probably more like 98 times out of 100, it doesn't escalate, it doesn't go anywhere. And then it's just, yeah, it was not a big deal, it was a little blip and then, you know, just kind of get on with the day. Yeah, so the the meditation of Vipassana, 100% recommend it. Yeah, me too. And if you guys actually want to start at home, I just, I only used it once, so I can't make an f- earnest recommendation for yeah. it yet, but I downloaded an app called Calm. I saw that, yeah. You sent it to me. I, I saw that. Yeah, and so far, so good. I mean, it's yeah. a guided meditation, Sweet. and you know what? I mean, you know what? The worst meditation in the world is better than no meditation, so... <laughs> So back to Kobangan, um about meditation. So it's like I said, it's kind of that yin and yang. Um, the started with the one of the kings, uh, Rama the fifth. Mm-hmm. He used to use Kobangan as his kind of getaway spot. Mm. So when he was um, stressed or whatever, he would go down to Kobangan. He would take his entourage down there, and he would just get into meditations and and, and, and chill out and relax and find his inner self, you know, connect with the universe, that, you know, he would do that there. And there's a lot of pictures, so we're really proud, and that's kind of like one of the claim to fame down in Kobangan is that he's been down there a lot of times, and we have pictures, and his carvings are on the rocks, and you can go to those spots, and yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty nice. Yeah. So I'm a bit ashamed to say that I haven't explored that much of Kobanyang, Yeah. even though I've been there... I don't know, five times now? Well, you know, I know a lot of people <laughs> like you, and, and the reason why is because you get sucked in maybe to the party, and uh-huh. you get sucked into that side of it, and then, you know, you give a party, and then you're, the next day you're hungover or whatever, and you're just like, I'm not going to want to explore the island now, so, and then you just shove off. And I get, I get a lot of people that um, have come there, and they've been to Copenhagen a number of times, like you, but they haven't, you know, they haven't really checked the whole place out, and it's an amazing spot. Fourth largest island on, the, in, on Thailand, and, yeah. uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Place. The couple places I have been, yeah. besides the Party Beach Hanrin, is I went to another bay that had the sanctuary. Right, that's um, Het Tien. Beautiful, beautiful secluded bay. Right, really nice. And spot. the sanctuary is like a kind of a yoga retreat. Yeah, it's probably one of the oldest and um, one of the most well-known spots for doing yoga. And they have a, a, a whole host of like schools that they workshops and mm-hmm. stuff like that that they do there and and the restaurant's really good it's vegetarian obviously and they they, they, they put out a good spread and it's a pretty cool place the other thing i did was i did some diving there okay uh it was what's, what's the famous dive site there uh, sail rock sail rock yeah that's awesome i was just there just before i came up i went and i did a sail rock i was trying to because it's a breeding or a passing spot for the Whale sharks. Yeah. So I, I, anytime the whale sharks are like in around, yeah, around, you're like, okay, hop on the boat. I'm going. I'm That's going. actually the trick to seeing whale sharks is don't try to be the first one to find it, because whale sharks kind of stick around for a few days, right. sometimes a few weeks. Yeah. If you, I mean, I guess you know, if you if you want to go diving anyways, yeah. just go and maybe get lucky. Yeah. But most people, the way they see it is someone else accidentally sees it, yeah. and then you sign up the very next day and say, let's take me to the same place. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's pretty cool though, Sail Rock. I mean, if you've never been there, that's a pretty awesome spot too. They um, they have like this um, chimney and stuff that you can go through and come in and out of, and the place is just amazing. And everybody thinks to go to Kotal for diving because it's Kotal is really well known for diving, but Kotal is getting kind of saturated these days. There's so many dive companies there, and and Kobangan we don't have as many, and we go to the same spots. And one of the spots that we go to is um, Sail Rock, and it's so diving. Kotal is famous for beginners, I believe, oh, because right. it's it's easy, it's cheap. There's tons of people doing, everyone's doing right. it there, yeah. uh, and the 
I'll say the beginning diving, like if you're trying to do your certification, it's right. a little bit more difficult in Copenhagen because yeah. there's not like um, these shallow, you know, places for, for people to, to do the course. Right. And Cell Rock's a bit of a advanced dive side. Yeah, it's pretty advanced. So, you know, you can get your, your certification, but really Cell Rock is if you've already been certified and you want to do really cool wicked yeah. diving, then you go to Cell Rock. Yeah, you got to feel comfortable in the water, but it's pretty deep there. I think it's probably one of the deepest um, dive sites for Copenhagen. I think it's like 50 meters or something like that. So, in some spots. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Ton, so, you know, overall, I'm actually looking forward to going back to Copenhagen. Yeah, cool. Because there's a lot to do. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple more Thai gyms as well. Yeah. Uh, and there's just a lot to the island that people don't really go to. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, one of the, my, my, my first business in, in Copenhagen was I, uh, I started the first tourist magazine with my buddy just out of our bungalow mm-hmm. back in the day. And we were just kind of giving tips to people because at that time, a lot, and still now, there's a, there's a lot of tips that people need, just like Chiang Mai. And the tips start off with like how to stay out of the pitfalls of Copenhagen. Like first of all, like the, the motorbikes, uh-huh. you know, they'll give you a motorbike to anybody. Yeah, I mean, I don't care how how what your experience is, or and you know, there'll be girls, they'll be in their bikinis driving uh-huh. around, and you're just like, wait a minute, that's something's wrong with that. Uh-huh. You know, they don't have that much experience to be driving around in a bikini. I don't know who does, but you know, um, but it, you know, it happens like that. So we we started things just giving up all the tips uh-huh. to people and saying this is what you. This is how you should circumvent this, this, back and back and forth, and um, I think that's still kind of needed. Yeah. You know. Well, I think what's funny is the reason why girls will drive around in, on the motorcycle in a bikini, or guys will drive yeah. around just in their board shorts with no t-shirt yeah. and flip flops. Yeah. And to be honest, I've done that before yeah, as well. No lies, no lies. I know. I think it's because we see other people do it, and we're like, oh, it's, it's probably fine. Yeah. But if we would never do that back in the U.S., you, you you wouldn't be allowed to. First of all, they would be against the law. You couldn't ride around with flip flops, yeah, um, you know, and without a helmet. Mm-hmm. And you know, in, in some cases, like a guy will be, he'll have a beer in his you know his little pocket right there. And so, I mean, in that sense, you know, there are some things that we kind of need still to kind of give some warning to, so that you know guys don't fall into the sort of traps of of Copenhagen. But I think overall, Copenhagen is just as safe as the rest of Thailand, if not safer. Uh, and if you're just living a normal life and not, you know, <laughs> yeah, getting blackout I mean, drunk. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you get, it, Thailand is, you got to be really self-aware and you got to be self-responsible. That's what mm-hmm. I tell people. I mean, you don't have a big safety net like you do in other places. So you can't just, you can't expect to just go get wasted. You can do this anywhere. And, and then, um, you know, and just let it all hang loose and then not expect that something bad is going to happen your way. So if you're responsible and, you know, you're kind of like aware, man, it's a great place. It's an awesome. The people who get in trouble there are kind of dingbats who just, you know, just think like, oh, Thailand's so free. I'm just going to do whatever the hell I want. Yeah. And then they get into like major, major problems. Yeah. But... What I'm really happy is that there's going to be now this co-working scene yeah. in Copenhagen, yeah. and a digital nomad scene that never existed. This is the first co-working space in Copenhagen, right. and there's been a lot of people who have been wanting Copenhagen to be a, a hub for digital nomads, yeah. but there just wasn't the infra- infrastructure for it, and there wasn't enough people there. But it's happening now. Right. I threw it out on Facebook um, about six months ago, and I just said, "Hey." What if I open this? Yeah. What what would be the response? And I got so many responses and and um, likes on that post and so many um, private messages saying, "Man, do it!" and I want to invest and and I want to be a part of it. And so then we knew we were on the right track, you know. So we built it and um, we came out of the gate straight away during high season, and we've been like, you know, we we're slam packed. And then since then, now we're at low season, so it's kind of slowed down. But we're trying to modify it. We're trying to tweak it. We're trying to, you know, find the best way to go forward and, and, and listen to people and see, like, what the feedback is. I think that's what I like about you and CoSpace so much is that you're listening to people. You're kind of building it for the people, yeah. you know, for the nomads and not just having 
you know, having it just be a business, you yeah. know, because you have. So I actually didn't know this about you. I thought you were just the owner of CoSpace, right? Uh, and this was like you're doing it, you know, just for your primary business. But this is actually not even your primary business. This yeah. is more of almost like a something, a hobby that you enjoy. Yeah, I mean, um, I got other businesses that that are you know paying the bills and I'm and a part of and um, are sort of more of the, um, the the things that I do. But CoSpace, like I said before, it's it's more it's more on on the personal level. It's more that um, I just kind of want to be around this action. I want to be around because there's a good, um, there's a good vibe with the the online stuff and what's happening, and, and I like I like that. I like there's some good energy around that. So I don't, yeah, I'm not even doing drop shipping business or any other business like that. But I'm around a lot of drop shippers down there in Copenhagen, and I'm around um, SEO guys, and I'm around the content managers and all these guys that are doing all this, and I like to hear about it, you know. And I also there. They add to the businesses that I am doing, so you know. I mean, because everybody, the internet, man, it's it's changing the world. So, the everybody who has a business is on the internet now, and so you know, just hanging around, listening to those guys, I can get some tips on how to do my business better. So yeah, that's been pretty cool. So I think for a lot of people listening, they they you know they're wondering what is this big announcement that we're gonna make. And I want you guys to kind of just think for, for a second how, how cool it would be to live on a tropical island like Copenhagen, have access to you know mentors and kind of guidance and other people you know, helping you through whatever you're working on, whether it be you know whatever business you're doing, uh, but also have everything set up. You know, have a place to stay, have have food included, you know, have this network of other people doing it as well. And it would be it would be worth a lot, you know. And I really think people get a lot out of it. But when Charlie came to me just the other day and he said, "Hey, I had this idea, you know, I want to get eight people to come and and basically build Copenhagen as a as a digital nomad hub." And here's the thing: is the deal that he's worked out is you can come, and he's gonna put you up in a room, in a hotel room, and you can have access to the co-working space and all these other things, and it's gonna be free. Yeah, I mean, we're really excited about this. We think this is a game changer for Copangan and for our co-space. But before we even get into that, I, I do wanna give a little bit of props to um, the guys uh, that are doing this stuff in uh, in the Philippines, the Tropical NBA guys and the DC guys over there because they actually started this same thing. So I didn't really create this thing. I kind of just like was looking at what they were doing and we kind of modified it to make it more Copangan and, and what Copangan is all about. Uh, that's very cool that you, you know, you give me a shout out. Uh, if you guys are interested in doing the, you know, living in the Philippines on an island, you can check out the Bad Lads Resort because yeah. they have a very similar program. Right. But this is gonna be the first time ever in Thailand. Yeah, and I think it's totally different too because Copenhagen, man, it's it's uh, it's a unique island, and um, I think there's a lot of action there, and I think there's a lot of um, if you're you know if you want to the lifestyle, the quality of life, I think is the key there. I think that's that's what you're gonna get. So here's the deal. After this podcast, if you guys are interested in coming out to Thailand, living on a tropical island, and basically just bootstrapping your business, Charlie is going to pick eight people, uh, which is a which is a nice big group, I think. And it can be more later on; it might reopen. But I think in the beginning, a, a core group of eight people would be fantastic. And you are gonna he's gonna put you up in a resort, all right? And you're gonna be assigned to that resort. So so in exchange of you getting free combination, free membership to the co-working space, access to this group, and you all you have to do is work three hours a day, yeah. six days a week. Yeah. And you're gonna be responsible for their social media, their some of their marketing, uh, and you wanna explain a little bit more about it? Yeah, I mean, well, that's, that's the key. I think we're trying to fill a gap here, and um, most of the resorts there, they're, they're, they've been in existence for the last 15, 20 years, but, but what they don't really know about is how to contend with, how to compete with what's going on in the internet. 
you know, they don't, a lot of these resorts are not even really paying that much attention or as much attention as they should be to TripAdvisor or go to all the reviews that they're getting as well. So I think what we're trying to do is fill that gap for those people and, and getting them in tune and getting them hip to like what's going on on the internet and then having somebody come in and be sort of a specialist. I mean, most, uh, you know, digital nomads or, or, or people online know about those kind of things. If you're, if you're working online, you know about TripAdvisor, you know about Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And a lot of these people, they don't know that. So it's just somebody kind of taking the lead and being that social media marketing person for the resort. I think that's super cool. Yeah. And one of the so one of the re- your responsibilities as an intern is you're going to basically comp- compile a report, like kind of a you're going to go over on TripAdvisor, look at all the reviews, right. maybe on Agoda, Booking.com, kind of all the different places where people can leave a review. Right. And you're going to compile this big big report saying. You know what are people happy with? What are they not happy with? Right. And then re- every month you basically say, okay, is this are, are we kind of going the, in the right direction? You know, is it what what can we do? Yeah, we've already built a report, so it's more of like a template that they're just going to be filling out and stuff. I mean, just sifting through sites and seeing what's what are people saying about the resort and where there where's the where's the need and where's the gaps and what do we need to do to to make the resort better. So other responsibilities would be you know, being a social media manager, yeah. which is basically posting on Facebook, on Instagram. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be easy for most people to do. I mean, like, basically, it's, uh, you know, making your friends jealous on Facebook, right? You go, you know, you're taking pictures up on top of the, up on top of the hills or on these beautiful beaches or just showing what the island's all about because that's, that's part of the thing, just showing that lifestyle, you know. And then showing, uh, another part of it is, like, showing the, good aspects mm-hmm. and, and showing the resort in its best face mm-hmm. and then it's also showing like once we give these recommendations to the resort it's showing how they've improved and what things they've done to, to make the resort better yeah definitely because these resorts are giving you you know a free room yeah. so you want to give back you know you want to you want your value there and some of these resorts are pretty expensive i mean like if yeah, they were yeah yeah i mean we're not going right now we're not gonna i don't want to shade this in, a, in the wrong way I, we're not going to go to the five star i'm not putting anybody in a, in a five star right mm-hmm. now i'm going to see how this goes okay. first um but in the first stages you know i mean you're going to be staying at a pretty nice resort mostly all the resorts have swimming pool they're really good locations close to the beach, walking distance to the beach, if not on the beach. Um, so, I mean, they're... They're going to be cool. I mean, you, it, even if you were in a hut on Copenhagen, you would enjoy it. Oh, man. If you were <laughs> just in a bungalow in Copenhagen, you spend most of the time outside anyways. Yeah. So you just kind of use that for sleeping. But I like what you said when you started this thing. Like, had you had something like this mm-hmm. to... I mean, same for me. Had I had something like this when I started I would have jumped at the chance because you know you have you basically have your 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 needs your basic needs taken care of so you don't have to worry now about paying your rent you don't have to worry about paying for your food and, and, and doing your laundry that's taking that equation that part of the equation is taken out we didn't even mention that so yeah. Charlie's not only gonna put you up in a room at a resort yeah. not only are you gonna get a co-working space membership, yeah. which is normally a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. You're also he's also gonna feed you. He's gonna yeah. provide breakfast and lunch every day. Yeah. And as well as give you laundry service so yeah. you don't have to do that. I thought you were gonna say that Charlie is gonna do the laundry. <laughs> like, Hell no, I'm not even doing no laundry. No, but yeah, we'll get your laundry done as well. That's that's a part of it too, because um, you know what I mean, you don't wanna spend that time. I I think people's time's more valuable than um, having them spend time doing their laundry and I think it'd be more useful for them to be you know working on the, on the online side. I think that's very close very, very generous so your responsibilities if you if you apply for this internship is six days a week so Monday through Saturday mm-hmm. work three hours yeah. and you know which really isn't that much time because what that does is that gives you the rest of the day to work on your business, yeah, whatever your business is, and they're working when they're working, they're working at the Coast Base, uh-huh. so that's a pretty awesome too. Because like Coast Base is a pretty nice place to work at. Um, if you check it out online, I mean, it's it's, it's a you know, it's a pretty proper office. 
So they'll be putting in those three hours. Sometimes they're on a shift or sometimes they're not, like keeping Coast Base open. We have other people working there, but that might be a part of the duties as well. Yeah, so it, it sounds like, you know, maybe maybe all of you guys will come in in the mornings or sometimes half of you come in in the afternoons. Right. Just to always kind of keep the place busy, always right. have, because, you know, you try to build a community and that's yeah, exactly. really what it is. Yeah, and that's why we're looking for, you know, the eight people that we're looking for is they have to have you know, they have to have a certain responsibility to themselves. They have to have a certain sort of confidence and they have to have a certain, um, you know, awareness. So so let's say technical skill-wise, yeah. what what are the must-haves and what would the nice-to-haves be? Yeah, I didn't want to, like, you know, pinpoint exactly one thing because I think there's a lot of talented people out there that bring a lot to the table. So I think... Uh, to start off with, it's nice to have a bit of a variety. Mm-hmm. So I just think as long as they can do the basic things like what we're talking about, which most people can do, um, but if they bring it, if somebody has a specialty, like they're, they're very good at SEO or they're very good at um, uh, videography or photography or something, that also could come into play when we kind of make our selection. Well, one thing I think that would be actually really cool is you have these eight people and they all have different skills. Right. They can kind of teach each other. Sure. They can guide each other. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of how Co-Space works anyways. I mean, we get people in there all the time that um, either are teaching each other the skills or they're like, um, they're working with each other and they're working for each other. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we had a guy in there that was doing um, uh, animation and then he started like um, meeting the other people and then so he started doing animation for for some of the other folks in there so that's just kind of the dynamics of, of how Co-Space works. I, I definitely say that. So I put up a, a kind of a sample schedule on, on the page that I'm going to tell you guys about in a second uh, on what your life would kind of be like yeah. and so basically if you guys wake you know if you guys are early birds and want to wake up and go to the beach you guys can you know go there at 7 or 8 go for a, a run on the beach go for a swim you know whatever you want and you know you can, guys can start at let's say if you're the morning shift you can start at 9 o'clock right? you have breakfast is, is included and you can meet with everyone for let's say like a quick 20 minute meeting you guys can all talk about like a briefing a briefing yeah. like today let's let's focus on writing a blog post about activities on the island right you know so let's talk about you know let's write a blog post about scuba diving right. or yoga whatever it is right. or maybe there's some event like um one of the things that we're that's coming up, I'm gonna do a, give a little plug here while I can. Um, in uh, October 27th of this year, uh, October 27th to 31st, uh, November 1st, we're having a very big event with uh, beach volleyball. Beach volleyball. We're we're teaming up with the FIVB, which is the governing body of all uh, beach volleyball. We're teaming up with them, and we're running an event that's like for amateurs. So if you have ever had an interest in beach volleyball or you've ever played in high school and you want to get into it, man, this is the time. This is a, this is a, this is a really cool event because what you do is you practice with the pros. Um, you get a lot of training, get a lot of reps, and you just really learn the game. And then um, at the end, there's a tournament. So they, they run sort of more of a competition. And it's just a really cool time. So... That event is on October um, 27th, and you can find that on either my page or Johnny's page later. We'll give some some, some plugs for that. Okay, nice. So, so I mean, can you kind of just briefly go go over like what what are they going to be writing about? Like, what's a, a typical responsibilities for a day going to be? Yeah, I mean, well, after we get that report done, and then we, we kind of we're going to use that that report as sort of the the map of what we want the direction of how to promote the resort. So once we get that report, we're going to say, okay, this is this is what we need to do and this is where we're going to start um, working on uh, with the resort and then, and then working on the things that they need to do and, and then start blogging and, 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 and posting and pictures of, of the things that they're making uh, recommendations for, they're making improvements on. Okay, that's really cool. And it'd be very helpful if you guys know like basics of like SEO or basics of video editing. Yeah. But these are things that you, you can kind of learn. You can learn. It's and, not yeah. like, you know, I, I expect everybody to come here being like uh, SEO geniuses or anything like that. I mean, a lot of the stuff, you know, we're going we're gonna to teach you or, you know, we're going to have somebody there that, that, that does that. Okay, cool. And like we said, like photography, you know, they're going to have to take some photos. Yeah. 
but they don't. I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's nice if they have a, like a professional camera. It's nice, but it's not warranted. I mean, you know, nowadays with iPhones and you know smartphones and stuff, they're they're anything above a three meg- megapixel is fine. So you know, professional the, the pictures don't have to be professional. We do have professional cameras, so you know it might be that at times if we go out to your resort and we snap them some shots. But for the most part, no, we don't. That's not a requirement. What is a requirement is that, that you have a laptop. Yeah. Because that's kind of, you know, we don't have laptops for everybody. And it's key that everybody works on their own. And I'm sure everyone listening to this has a laptop. Yeah. If, if you don't, you can always get like a Chromebook or something. Mm-hmm. It, it'll work. Mm-hmm. Uh, dude, th- I mean, this opportunity really sounds fantastic. I mean, it's almost like, I mean, it's basically saying, hey, guys, do you want to come bootstrap your business, be connected with a bunch of entrepreneurs, live in paradise, uh, in exchange for three hours of work a day, and then you have the rest of the day to to work on your business, do whatever you want. You're fed. You're you're you have clean clothes. <laughs> yeah, and you know it's it's three hours of work, but it's three hours of work on stuff that's kind of related to what you're probably doing anyways, or skills that you probably need to know anyhow. So it's not like you're going in a total direction, and we're making you like you know do three hours of you know manual labor yeah, <laughs> in the right. coal, in the yeah. coal mine. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, I, I bet you everyone spends three hours on Facebook every day anyway, yeah. so you might as well be doing it for a resort. Sure. You kind of build that up as part of your portfolio, you know, you can, you'll be the official social media and marketing manager for that resort. Right, exactly. Yeah. And we can even, I mean, give you recommendations afterwards, we can even be that for, for the people that um, I do that anyways. So some of the businesses that you can, you can basically start in the afternoons when you're off so you know you'll be done if you start work at 9am you'll be done by noon yeah. and you'll have lunch and it's free and yeah. you can network hang out with people so you have basically the whole afternoon you can if you have a drop shipping store if you want to get into it you can run a successful drop shipping yeah, store sure. in the afternoons if you have a blog uh, if you're into you know if you want to write a book I mean really you could do whatever you want in the afternoons because you're going to have all this time you're going to have the co-working space you're going to have access to all these other people and it's really like to me, man, this is like a, I think you're really going to change a lot of people's lives with this. And this is why I instantly agreed to be involved. And I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be the one running it. I'm, I'm really just involved because I think this is a cool opportunity. And I think this is one of those things that I wish existed when I was around. So when you came to me, I was like, I was like, yeah, I was like, I'll happily promote it. I'll, I'll yeah. talk about it. And then I was like, oh yeah, you know, you guys need a, you guys need a like an application form website. Yeah. And this morning, I was so excited. I was like, you know what? Let me just do it. Let me just my site. No, we're really excited. We're excited to uh, to be partnering up with you and um, uh, you know the guys up here in Chiang Mai. Um, Dan O'Donnell's also expressed some interest, and we hope he comes on board with it too because um, I think the two of you guys are. I never told you guys this. I think you guys are kind of leading the charge up here in Chiang Mai and so that's the reason I wanted to come up and, and meet with you guys and I, I just had a gut instinct about about meeting you guys and, 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 and bringing you on board with this and right when I told you you know you just kind of lit up and you're like yeah this is this yeah it's is, cool. Is cool I mean because it's no brainer like if you said that you're going to charge these guys let's say like you know a couple hundred bucks a month to do it yeah it would still be a good value yeah. like you know because cause that's what they would pay for rent anyways right. and now they have the co-working space they have the you know the network people but the fact that it's going to be free for them yeah. really there's no reason not to do it right. well you know I, I think it's i think it's a fair exchange mm-hmm. it's the first time we're doing it there so there is going to be some kinks that we're going to need to work out and i'm sure you know but I think if we pick the right eight people, I think we're gonna create a, like a, a team down there. And I'm I'm all about um, teamwork. I've been playing sports my whole life, and that's that's kind of what I'm looking for. I'm looking to, to do that. Uh, I have a pretty good manager. Her name's Lisa Sooth. Uh, she's also from California, and um, she's pretty excited about this. And she's you know she's ready to to, to make it happen. So just let everyone know my involvement with it. I'm still based in Chiang Mai. You know, it's kind of I have a home here. And I really, really love it here. But I also really like traveling. I like going, going down to the islands and spending time. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go down for three weeks or four weeks, like month, and basically just hang out with everyone. So I'm gonna let you guys kind of you know get started, get settled in, and then I'm gonna go down as well. And I'll you know I can lead the morning the morning meetings and yeah. kind of the briefings and try to get everyone on page. Yeah. Uh, and I'd be really excited to see what you guys are working on and kind of help you guys with you know that aspect of the business. Um, 
I mean, just because Chiang Mai is awesome for me to me. And the thing is, I really don't think that just the fact that a ton of people are going to go down to Copenhagen doesn't mean it's going to take away from Chiang Mai. I, I really believe that the more people that go to Copenhagen, or the more people are going to go to Chiang Mai. Right. <laughs> and well, I mean, we we're saying that it's location independent, right? Yeah. So I mean, that's the that's the I think that's where the whole thing that grabs me with the with the movement that's going on right now. This what I'm calling sort of a paradigm shift is that that it is man. It's the first time in in generations or even more than that where people can be nomadic they can just live off of the things that they're doing online mm-hmm. that's like man that's revolutionary i mean you know i mean not since we the indians were following the buffaloes could you know they do that and we're we're back to that stage yet. and i think that's the part that really excites me that's the part that gets my like spirit kind of going because you know what what turned me away from kind of living in the u.s or at least gravitated me to leaving to thailand rather was that i didn't really feel free in the states you know driving in traffic like that every day and and working at a job nine to five that i wasn't really fired up about that was kind of killing me i felt like man you know i'm slowly kind of like my wife my life is wasting mm-hmm. and i came to thailand and i started like i'm an entrepreneur so i started opening up these little businesses and you know some of them worked and some of them didn't um but it was exciting mm-hmm. And that's that's the kind of thing that gets me kind of fired up, and and that's what I kind of want to help share with people. And I want to I want to give them tips, you know, if that if if I had these tips that um, when I started, you know, would have made a bit much. And difference. the network, yeah, and the place to to be around like-minded people. Yeah. Man, it's gonna be fun. I mean, like I, I promise you, all eight of you are gonna have the best time in your life. And I I like the fact that there's gonna be multiple spots, not just one one person because to be honest I think that was the biggest downside of some of the other internships in other places where it's just one guy at a resort and he's kind of bored you know but the fact that you have eight of you and then you're not working out out of your your room in your resort you you can work out of the the co-working space well no the the thing is we want them to work out of the co-working space because I mean that kind of just that lends to you know them working together that I'm really into like building a team on this Mm -hmm. one you know so at least for those three hours a day, you know, the expectation is that they're coming in and that they're, they're working in a group and they're, that everybody is like doing the best they can, trying to put their, you know, their input in and trying to make it happen and, and, and lend a hand where they can and giving people tips and stuff like that. That's, yeah, and it's cool because it's not, you know, there's no competition, you know. No, yeah. it's, it's, it's cooperation. It's opposite, yeah. exactly opposite. We're, we're in cooperation. I want... If somebody has a skill that another guy doesn't have, I want him to kind of maybe, and that guy's interested in learning it, and I want him to be able to share that with him and, and, and teach him. And you guys can help each other in your other businesses, whatever that's going to sure. be. I mean, in six months, you can make a huge business. I mean, pretty much if you take any any kind of platform and you're like, okay, I'm going to dedicate the next six months because I have no worries. I'm, I have no bills to pay. Yeah. I have, you know, I have nowhere to be. I'm just kind of, I'm here. I have a place to work. I have internet. I have friends that can help me. Yeah. I'm going to make five dropshipping stores. You probably could. Yeah. You know, if you wanted to build an empire of, of something else, like you can basically do whatever you want. You can easily write a book in six months. Yeah. I think um, the biggest challenge for, for most people coming on, on this thing is Again, going back to that thing, they need to be self-disciplined. Copenhagen is a very social place. Mm-hmm. You're going to meet so many people from around the world, you know, mostly Europe. You know, you get a lot of French, Italians, um, Germans. You get people from, from all over, Australian, from all over the world. But you're going to meet all these really cool, interesting people. And I think the, the challenge is that you got to know that it, it's you got to work first yeah. get your work out of the way and then the rest time is you know it's up to you so for the people that want let's, let's say they're there and they're like okay i'm here i want to go to the party yeah I'm, I'm, I'm assuming they're allowed to go to the party oh yeah for sure <laughs> Man, i'm not gonna stop anybody from going to parties and nothing they, they everybody's got to be you know their own self-responsibility again um but we'll give them tips on like you know what we would do what we wouldn't do mm-hmm. and um and, and then kind of let them how to be safe guard. yeah you know there's just some basic stuff that maybe most people i think most common sense what people with a lot of common sense will know 
um, and hopefully that will be the eight that we have. But you know, there's some people that you know maybe they need to get a couple of tips on on, on how to deal with sort of the, the Thai the Thai party side. Of, okay. Yeah. I like it. And, you know, my tips were, you know, what we said earlier, just, just go for the nights before. Yeah. You know, you'll, you'll still have, you'll have the best time of your life. It won't be too crazy. You can be in bed by 2 o'clock and, and be able to work the next day. It won't be too, yeah, <laughs> too bad. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of how we want. We don't, I don't want to put a strip down. I, I want them to go out and enjoy themselves and have fun and, you know, experience it all, you know. But at the same time, you know, um, if somebody gets on the party train and they're just not making it to the meetings in the morning and then that's, that's yeah because it's still this is still an internship it's still yeah. a job it's still something you gotta take seriously yeah. and it's it's a commitment it's a six-month yeah, commitment sure. yeah. what made you decide on six months well i think we have a window right now um from june until december it's not the, the busiest time of the year mm-hmm. so we have I, I you know we have the resorts it's easy for us to go into the resorts and say, look, man, let us come in and let us prove ourselves that, you know, we can, we can do something and we can make this happen and we can make a win for, for the resort. So we, we think we have that six months, but not that everybody's going to come in six months because, you know, maybe a, a guy doesn't, we don't get all eight until maybe a month into the thing. So maybe they're only working five months, but, but the window there is really from June until December. Okay. The, so it's basically from now that you listen to this, until December. Right. Okay. And then um, we'll keep you guys posted and then we'll see if we open up another uh, another window at another period of time. You know, it depends really. Mm-hmm. This is sort of like a, a social experiment in yeah. a way, right? And um, you know what? If whatever excuses you guys have right now, if you're not 100% happy at your job, you don't have, you know, if this is your opportunity. I, I yeah. really, really believe so. Yeah. I mean, you, you can do something like this on your own, right? You could just pack up and, and take off and go but you wouldn't have this community yeah you wouldn't have we're kind of giving a safety net to start yeah. off with man and then um i'm my my sort of uh, commitment to this is that i want to be able to build relationship with all eight of these people and give them all the tips that that i that i've learned over the years you know some some ways uh you know, some of them, some good and some bad, but I just want to pass that. That's that's what I want to do. And I'm excited to come down to you and kind of just and give give my tips as well. Yeah. And you know, whatever you guys need help with, I'm I'm always I always try to just help as many people as I can. Yeah. Uh, and I'm really excited. I'm actually coming out with my own membership course. Uh, where I'm going to teach my the way I do affiliate marketing. Right. And the site is actually. I don't want to tell too many people about this yet because it's it's like I'm just launching. I'm quietly launching it. Yeah. But because you guys are kind of avid listeners, I want you guys to kind of get in early. Uh, it's going to be called it's earnestaffiliate.com, and it's just bare, like it's just launched today, cool. and it's going to be one of those things where I'm not really going to promote it until I have a hundred members in there that have gone through the whole thing and have told me because what I'm going to try to do is I'm going to try to work kind of personally in one-on-one with every single person who joins now cool. mainly because these are people who are you know big fans and listeners and have followed my stuff and trust me I want to make sure you guys are doing well you guys can follow all the videos and if there's any you know anything any places you guys get stuck I can help you and say okay you know what let me make another video here <laughs> let me cool. you know let me kind of tweak things around and then I'm going to do a big launch uh, but for now, if you guys are interested in that, it's it is live. So that's kind of my my soft soft pitch <laughs> to it. But it, these are just one of those things that you guys can work on in your free time in the afternoons. So regardless of what you're doing, what your business is, if you're a copywriter, an author, a you know uh, an affiliate marketer, a a dropshipper, join apply to that I really really believe so so the application process is going to be pretty pretty easy right yeah they're just going to submit a short video for for the internship yeah we we, we we're doing the same things that the, the, the guys that we, we're following their lead um, over at DC and the Tropical NBA guys um, we just want to do a video we feel like a video we could kind of get a you know a sense of, of who the people are and then you know we have a little bit of a criteria that we're asking them to their name and kind of the basic stuff but then also to kind of get a feel of who you are you know we, we just we just want to know like 
you know, what your, what your passion is, mm-hmm. what your interests are, what your skill set is, those kind of things as well. And how soon would you like people to start coming? How soon are you going to start picking these eight people? We've, um, we've already set things up with the resorts, so we're raring to go. I mean, um, as soon as I get back, um, I'm going to sit down with Lisa and we're going to start kind of um, putting our game plan together. Nice. So we're, we're pretty much, we're pretty ready. I think, you know, we, once this goes out, we're going to put the ad out mm-hmm. and then, you know, people can start sending their videos. Right well, away. you know what? Get ready for big flood because I think people are really going to jump on this, this opportunity. And, you know what, there's always going to be things to think about, like, oh, sh- you know, do I, you know, what am I doing in the next six months? Do I have this commitment, this commitment? Yeah. Just put in the application first, yeah. <laughs> and you can figure it all out later, because I promise you this is a, really a chance of a lifetime. Uh, all the details to apply are going to be at travellikeabosspodcast.com, and then just click on internship. Uh, you can also do it at johnnyft.com, and then you, you can put a link up on we'll CoSpace. We'll put a link up at CoSpace.com as well, so you'll be able to see it there. Awesome. So go through it. All the details are there. It is absolutely free. It is going to be a, a life changer. It's gonna, it's a beautiful island. You know, I've been there multiple, multiple times, and this is going to be you know, the kickstart, like really like the, this is going to be your digital nomad incubator. This is your chance. If you guys, you know, and <laughs> this is going to be it. So for everybody who, um, you know, is subscribed to my mailing list, you guys already have had access to this probably a few days ago. Uh, so you guys kind of get first dibs. So that's another reason why you guys should subscribe to my mailing list. Uh, and Charlie, Man, thank you for this this opportunity for everyone. Yeah. Thank you for putting this together. Yeah, man, cool. I'm I'm happy uh, that it's going out. Thank you for working with us and, and getting this out to your guys. And yeah, I hope we, we do something really great. All right, see you guys. See you guys in Copenhagen, hopefully. Thank you for listening to the Travel Like a Boss podcast. If you want to hear more, including the bonus, how to choose the perfect niche episode, join our mailing list at travellikeabosspodcast.com. See you next week. And remember, if you want to travel like a boss, you need to be your own boss. So start your online business today and start living the lifestyle you've always dreamed of.